Hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to an all-new podcast-exclusive episode. As always, I am your Reverend Jamie McCaskill. Now, I know <clears throat> for a few weeks now we've been, or <laughs> for the past few episodes, the podcast-exclusives anyway, we've dealt with Deliverance Ministry. Uh, we just did that uh, interview with, uh, <laughs> that extremely long interview with uh, my good friend, Mark, Brother Mark Warren. Now... <clears throat> I know that went like really long and uh that's just what happens right when you get on here when you get and it was like I've said repeatedly about the podcast exclusives I want this to almost be like you guys are on the phone with me and just listening to me talk or like in the case of brother Mark Warren where I'm we're responding to one another right and brother Mark Warren is a really close friend of mine uh at least I consider him a close friend of mine where once I get on the phone with you guys, if you know me in person, I talk. I will sit and talk with you forever. There's been times where I was on the phone with a friend, such as Mark Warren here, uh, who we're speaking of now, where I've run late for work because I did not want to get off the phone. And uh, that was the situation right there. You guys seen that was over, what, two and a half hours of content. Uh, and I know that was just posted yesterday. Uh, it, it was going to go up earlier guys, but because of how long it ran, I had to wait till I got home from work. And so you guys got it like extremely late at night last night. <clears throat> so hopefully you've watched that and not worn yourself out because this is a Valentine's day, right? So happy Valentine's day to you all. If uh, somebody hasn't already told you and you're listening to this on Valentine's day, happy Valentine's day. I love you guys. Uh, so all of that being said, what I'm getting at here is, uh, uh, I want to continue on, at least for now, I'm going to do an episode, this episode here will be on, well, you've seen the title, uh, will be another one on Paul, right? And, and the reason I'm doing this one after the episode, uh, where we just interviewed Brother Mark, is because, uh, in that episode, we spoke of that, uh, that, that thorn on, thorn in the flesh, right? <coughs> and when you start to study Paul, um, like I did for these, uh, episodes, you'll, you'll see a lot of people, a lot of different authors, writers, historians, and all that, talking about how Paul stated that he had that 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 thorn in the flesh right and and they all ask that same question the one that we're going to be talking about today and what is that what is that thorn in the flesh and as i said uh, we're going to get into that as we read on here or uh <laughs> as we go on here uh but one of the ones was the, you heard me talk with, uh, with Brother Mark about it. There were a lot of people who say that was because of the demonic. Uh, and we'll, get, we'll be getting into that. So, let's ask this. Who gave Paul that thorn in the flesh? And so, let us first look at the passage. The passage where, where Paul actually mentions that, that thorn in the flesh. Or that affliction, if you will. And we see that in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to look at verses 7, 8, and 9, okay? Uh, where we read, And lest I should 
be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Now, I don't know about you, but this, may, this always, every time I read this, it makes me wonder. It makes me wonder, what was that revelation that Paul was given that led to this, as he called it, thorn to attack his body? And he tells us that 14 years before this, okay, God gave him this uh, unique vision of the throne that he that, that he heard these amazing things that he was not allowed to repeat read with me right here uh, back to second corinthians chapter 12 look at verses 1 to 4 it is not expedient for me doubtless to power i will come to visions and revelations of the lord i knew a man in christ above 14 years ago whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth. Such as one caught up to the third heaven, and I knew such a man. Whether in the body or out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth. How that he was caught up into paradise, and heard unspeakable words, which it is not lawful for a man to, or, to utter, I believe that this man he's speaking of is himself, okay? And sometime after that, right, after this, he began to experience this thorn that he himself calls what? A messenger of Satan. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. He says that God allowed this devil to inflict him with this, this storm. And why? Well, he says it, to keep him from exalting himself. <coughs> Someone who has a special revelation, right? They tend to believe that they are better than others. Which is why I tell people, hey, you know, even if you know about deliverance ministry, it's dangerous for you to do it because there are people who, who will start to think it's me. I will tell you this. I myself have had the devil in my ear while doing deliverance ministry. One time there was a lady that I called on, right? I called the demon out of her. Well, actually, before that, I, I told the demon to, to look at me, right? And the lady turned her head, and she looked at me in the face and growled. And I heard in my ear, I kid you not, I heard a voice say, look what you did. And it was like a prideful thing, and I had to fight that back. This is a tendency that we tend to do. You, all, you see this in, in other people, right, who call themselves Christian today. They think that they are better than other people. And they're not. They forget that they once were just like that sinner, 
that they hold and, and, and that they hold themselves above, that they think they're better than. Brothers and sisters, as a Christian, you're no better than that sinner that you're sitting there talking about or looking down on. You should be trying to earn that person to God, not acting like you're better than them. Anyway, as I said, I have read many, many Bible, different Bible scholars, right, uh, and their commentaries, and, and they try to explain what it meant. So many of them offer up a whole, whole gambit of possibilities of to what that thorn was. Uh, we've mentioned this book before, but the book St. Paul the Traveler and the Roman Citizen, that author tries to say Paul was actually suffering from chronic malaria fever. Uh, the Tertullian, the early Bible, the early Christian author, uh, I believe we've spoken of him here. He believed that, uh, <laughs> that Paul was suffering from an earache. Chrysostom, who was one of the uh, very early church fathers, he said that it was a reoccurring headache. Um, you, if you want to look at that one, I found that one in the uh, Adam Clark's commentary. Uh, if you go to Adam Clark's own belief, okay, <coughs> he thinks that it uh, could be, uh, and, and I've heard this from, from other people as well, uh, Andrew Womack believes it, that the thorn in the flesh was false teachers. Uh, that were visiting the church in Corinth and teaching a very perverted gospel. Take a look with me at 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 12 to 15. But what I do, that I will do, that I may cut off occasion from them which desire occasion, that wherein they, they, they glory, they may be found even as we, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of the light. Therefore it is no great thing in his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Now, I have looked uh, into some of my own cousin, uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Swaggart's books, especially his Expositor's Bible, the commentary there. And um, <laughs> it says that there are people who have a competent opinion on the matter and that they believe that the evidence pointed to uh, epileptic seizures. Now, it is true, okay, that 2 Corinthians is indeed silent on what this thorn is. The, the book of Galatians does give us some information on an affliction that uh, Paul did indeed deal with. Could it be this? So let's take a look at it. Let's look at uh, Galatians chapter 4. We're going to look at verses 13 to 15. You know how through infirmity of the flesh... I preached the gospel unto you at the first, at my tempt. I'm sorry, and my temptation, which was in my flesh, ye despised not, nor rejected, but received me as an angel of God, even as Christ Jesus. Where is then the blessedness ye spoke of? For I bear you record that 
if it had been possible, ye would have plucked out your own eyes and have given them to me. In several, several commentaries, just on verse 13 alone, and, uh, and I'm, and I'm going to name some of them for you. Jameson's, okay, Fawcett, and Brown's. I saw that the Greek in this verse means something quite interesting, okay? Because according to these commentaries, he and they, meaning Paul here, implies that bo bodily sickness may have detained him among them, contrary to his original intest intentions, was the occasion of his preaching the gospel to them. Okay? That's what it says. So, so this tells us that during his first evangelical, right, journey, Paul had an infirmity. A thorn, if you will. And it was so severe that it caused him to change plans. And, he, and because of this, he, sorry, he wound up spending some time there in Galatia. Now, not only uh, Jameson, Faust, and Braun, right? But like I said, I also found the same thing spoken of in other commentaries. Even in uh, Coney Bear and Hawson's classic, the one on Paul's life, I read there that said, St. Paul affectionately reminds the Galatians, in Galatians chapter 4, verse 13, that it was bodily sickness which caused him to preach as it says, glad tidings to them at the first. The illusion of this is is that his first visit and, and the uh, the uh, obvious, you know, interference, you know, that, that he was passing through Galatia to uh, some other district and that was possibly Pontus, okay? <clears throat> when suddenly the state of his body, you know, just arrested his progress. The health just hit him, right? Now the life uh, you can find all of that in the life of the the life and epistles of Paul, uh, and look at chapter eight. So let me ask you this: Do we see what that that illness was? No. What was this thorn? What was it? What was this thorn in the flesh? The one that made Paul stay in Galatia. Well, we're not given 100%, but we are given some clues. And that clue is uh, near the end of Galatians. Take a look. Take a look at Gen uh, G Galatians chapter 6, verse 11. It says, Ye see how large a letter I have written unto you with mine own hand. Keep that in mind, okay? Keep that in your mind. Now, let's look at this reference here uh, to a very visible infirmity that could uh, possibly cause someone to reject him. Take a look. Galatians chapter 4, verse 14. And my temptation, which was in my flesh, ye despised not, nor rejected, but received me as an angel of God, even as Christ Jesus. And then we see his acknowledgment. That the church would, what did he say they would do? He said they would pluck out their own eyes, didn't he? That they would do this for him. And uh, Okay, look, Galatians chapter 4 verse, 4, verse 15. Where is then the blessedness ye spoke of? 
For I bear you record that if it had been possible, ye would have plucked out your own eyes and given them to me. So now we see what? Paul had this disease. And if you read it, you put all that together, it would be something that affected his eyes. If you look at the Schofield reference, it notes on Galatians chapter 6, they say that Paul likely had an inflammation of his eyes. Right? For you who are wise on such matters, I'm going to try to, (laughs) because I know you guys, uh, I I know like, uh, you know, my friend Guy, if you're listening, you know, he he will look into stuff like this. I'm going to try my best to pronounce it and and it's difficult for me to say but i'm gonna try and then i and i have it typed up here on my computer just for this matter and i'm gonna I, what i'm gonna do <clears throat> i'll tell you what i'm gonna i'm gonna pronounce it then i'm gonna spell it and then uh, i will uh, do my best to remember to add it in the notes for this episode it's called ophthalmia O P H T H A L M I A. And when I looked it up, I just saw basically it makes it very difficult for someone to see. And it would make travel very difficult for someone like Paul who was who was walking from place to place. Now, am I saying, right, that this optimal <laughs> I'm not torturing myself. That this am I saying that this is the same thing that we that we see later? Is the disease in Galatians chapter four and six related to the affliction that Paul says was there to keep him humble in Second Corinthians chapter twelve? Again, I say what I say. I don't know. Right, but the Bible doesn't make it clear. And as I've told you time and time and time and time again. If it was important, the Bible would tell us. Who knows? But let us just say that it was. We can construct this. We can construct this following chronology, I was going to say chronological order, of these events regarding this thorn that Paul has. Paul has the vision of heaven in about 43 AD, right? And then he suddenly receives this thorn, which could have been something that inflamed his eyes, right? And during his first missionary journey in about 44 to 46 AD, it flares up, right? And it becomes so severe that Paul has to stay there in Galatia. The believers there, of course, they accept him, even though he's, he's his face, because like I said, this is an inflammation. It probably swole up. It distorted his face, right? And it made him look sick and maybe even diseased. And back then, that was a big problem, right? And then at about 53 AD, we see Paul write this book, the the letter to the Galatians, the one that we, we now call the book of Galatians. And this affliction, this uh, eye, eye thing, ophthalmia, whatever you want to call it, was still on Paul. And, and it made it hard for Paul to see. It caused him to write his letters. And, and guys, just look, he says, 
how large it is. He's talking about how big his handwriting is because he's having to read what he's writing, right? So his handwriting was probably really big. We have no idea what the letter of Galatians looked like from Paul originally, but it must have been extremely big letters. You know, uh, Andrew Womack liked to say, oh, no, you know, I, and guys, I, I'm not denying anything. I mean, it, again, if this was something important, we would know, right? And uh, Andrew Womack says, oh, Paul didn't have any kind of uh, vision problem. And I, but I'm only mentioning Andrew Womack because he's some guy, he's a guy that I, he's a preacher that I respect. But I disagree with him on it. Oh, Paul had perfect health. He didn't have this. You know, it was just uh, the 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 um, the false prophets at the time. Now, again, could that be? Yes. Could it be that demons were attacking his body, causing his vision his vision problems? Yes. But think about the fact that Paul calls it a thorn in the flesh. As I said during my during the interview with Brother Mark. A thorn in the flesh is the least bit of pain you're going to feel. It, it, it's nothing. And Paul, what? Even though, yes, here we're. I'm, I'm saying, yeah, Paul probably had a vision problem. Paul didn't care. It was nothing to him. He looked at it as something small. It was a small attack. Brother Mark was talking about his, where his, uh, his gallbladder issues. It's something small, guys. Compared. To the glory that awaits us in heaven, all of this is nothing. And we need to bear that in mind. Paul is, to me, like I said during, during my, our podcast, my episode with Brother Mark, when I think of things in my life that I'm having issues with, I look at Paul. Paul dealt with temptation. Paul dealt with with infirmities like this thorn in the flesh, this vision problem. Paul dealt with being thrown out of uh, thrown out of the temple and forced to, you know, he, he was taken to prison several times. We've discussed this. Paul is someone that we as Christians can look at and know that we're like Paul. Paul was murdering Christians. How many of us have have treated Christians poorly? But now we are one. There are so many of us that are ashamed of the gospel that has brought us to God. So many that Paul and others have throughout the centuries given to us. They've carried the word of God through the centuries to us. And yet there are people who will deny the Bible. Just as they denied Paul. They denied Peter. They denied Jesus. The more important one, Jesus. They denied him. They put him on a cross and killed him and denied him. These little thorns in the flesh that we have, they're nothing. And one day we will go into heaven with God and with Jesus and with Paul and all the apostles and we will be there with them. And we will glorify God. We will lift his name up. Thorn in the flesh. All these little things. Oh, I lost a foot. It's a thorn in the flesh. Oh, I lost a leg. It was a thorn in the flesh. I lost my vision. 
thorn in the flesh. I'm lying in a hospital bed, dying of whatever. It's just a thorn in the flesh. Because God awaits. The next episode I'll be doing on Paul goes even deeper into that. Because Paul, what did Paul say? Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And we'll be getting into that one in my next episode on Paul. <clears throat> but I just wanted to, you know, because of what we talked about with Brother Mark, I want, uh, and I brought up the thorn in the flesh, I said, hey, I want to do an episode on that. And I wanted to get that done today for you. And get that up for you today. Because this is not long, is it? This is only 25 minutes so far. So uh, thank you all for joining me here. Um, I hope you guys keep tuning in here on the podcast. Guys, share the podcast wherever you can. Get the word out of it. Uh, the, the podcast is not getting the listens that uh, I feel it rightfully deserves. Uh, we're, we're, we're doing a lot more over here. We're, um, you know, we're, we're, we're going into a lot more things than just the weekly sermon. And I know that you who listen to me, who watch me over on YouTube, you're not the, you know, nine to five, uh, Sunday church goer. You know, you're the, you're Bible thumpers. Amen. You're here with me when you, when it's not on a Sunday or a Saturday, if you're a, a Sabbath day Adventist, <laughs> which I don't know if I have any listeners from them, but still, you know, we delve into truth, biblical truth here. We, t- we don't speculate on some things, do we? We try to stick to what the Bible says. And we, we look and we try to find evidence inside the Bible itself. We may use little commentaries here and there. We don't look at the, the oral traditions of some people because even Jesus said the, you know, the oral tra- that people concentrate more on the oral traditions than they do the Bible. The Bible is the more important source. So <coughs> let's... Uh, Pray for each other. Let's love one another. Let's show each other kindness. Now, do not get away from what the Bible says. And as I've said time and again, I haven't mentioned it in a while, but do not compromise the gospel. If someone says, but I feel, well, I'm sorry, your your feelings are wrong. The Bible says this. The Bible is the breathed word of God. Whether you like it or you don't like it, it's the truth. There is no my truth. There is no your truth. There is only the truth. Remember that. Do not compromise that fact. No matter how bad it hurts, the truth is the truth. Thank you all for joining me here. I pray the Lord continues to bless and keep each and every one of you. I love all of you guys and gals, and I hope you all come back soon. Love you. Oh, thank you.